Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers, not whistleblowers, where we have facts and not conspiracy theorists, the podcast with solutions. And today, my guest is currently in Mexico, Laura Jane Bolton. Welcome. Thank you. It's good to be here. <laughs> so, you might tell us about your awakening journey. Oh, yes, my awakening journey. Well, for me, my awakening wasn't it's kind of come in stages and I think perhaps this is what it's like for, for many people. Um, I think it first started several years ago when I was experiencing lots of health challenges and I was being prescribed all these pharmaceuticals by the doctors and being told by them that, you know, that some of the natural health stuff that I was starting to look at was irrelevant. It didn't work you know, the, the, the fact that um, diet had no effect on the gut and no effect on my mood and things like that. And so I really, started, at that point, it got to the point where I was, um, I'd gone to the doctor and I was feeling, I'd been feeling really anxious and quite depressed for, for a while. And they got me to fill out this silly questionnaire and they said, oh, you've ticked an X number of boxes, you've got depression. And they started to write me um, these uh, prescription for pills. And it was at that point that I just, there's something within me just felt, this is not right. I know this is not the answer. And I started researching and I got into functional medicine. I discovered people like Chris Kresser and Dr. Mark Hyman and um, uh, Dave Asprey of, of Bulletproof and biohacking and all this stuff. And started to also learn about the pharmaceutical industry and the the medical system and it was it just it completely opened my eyes so i guess that was kind of me like alice going down the rabbit hole and um but i think when you when you then go into the rabbit hole what happens is you're part of the rabbit warren and then there are all these different avenues and things that you start to discover about the world how the world works and that things are not as we've been taught they actually are and so yes my my entry into into awakening I think was was really around my health my health stuff and I went on a natural healing journey and through that I managed to resolve all of my health challenges naturally and I haven't taken a pharmaceutical drug of any kind for around six years now right. and I was constantly sick I was always sick with something and I just, it's so, so rare that I get anything now. And so that was, that was, that was for me, uh, the eye opener, the mind opener and a start of a journey. I think for many people, you know, it's, it's um, sort of, you take the red pill, but then it's a journey of discovery, which takes time. And then I started learning about things like 9-11 and, and um, all these other things that have happened. And realizing that most of what we have been told by media and by governments and other authorities, figures, I guess, are actually not as they seem. And once you know, you know, exactly. and you can't go back, like you can't go back to sleep. It's just, it's just a knowing. That's and what I so, love about this actually is like, once people become awake, they don't go back to sleep. Yes. It just takes, it can just take one thing to kind of 
just really open your open your eyes and open your mind and it's um yeah there is no going back and then i think you know this year has accelerated that for me i've learned so much more <laughs> i've got even deeper down the rabbit hole and i know that it's the same for many many people and in fact i must say i'm so grateful that i have been um, quite awake for a few years because I cannot imagine how tough it must be for people to be waking up now <laughs> with everything that's going on and just, you know, and, and having, it's almost like a sudden, a and sudden, that, that's actually a violent wake up. <laughs> yeah, Cause like, I mean, you, you'd be similar to me. You'd obviously have a few people maybe attacking you or writing nasty comments, but for someone that's just woken up when they're finding out like a hundred different things because lots of people trusted the medical industry, they trusted the pharmaceutical industry, they yes. tr trusted the government. And now all of a sudden, and I think that if they start doing the research too much, they can get actually depressed. It can, it can get you like that you're not, you're depressed from looking at too much of this stuff. Oh yes, that's a, that's a really, really good point. And I'm seeing that, you know, in my work, my kind of my usual work <laughs> when I'm not sharing truths and things. Um, I am a health coach, so I'm 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 seeing so much anxiety. People are either feeling anxious or depressed or both. You know, they're just feeling really unpleasant feelings, and this is very, this is completely and utterly natural because. All of the conditions that have been created um, in the last few months are really all the classic triggers for extreme stress and anxiety. It's almost as if they've designed it that way. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's you know, things like um, overwhelm of information, uncertainty, having your beliefs challenged and, and shattered having people um, criticizing you, having conflict with, in relationships, which a lot of people are experiencing, you know, with, with friends and family who are not on the same page as them. There's a lot of stuff going on there. All of those things are major triggers for the stress response. And the problem with the stress response is that if it's intense and sustained, we can't even think straight. We can't make clear decisions. We can't make good judgments. And then we can, we can kind of spiral. And this is why we're seeing so, we're seeing a great rise in mental health issues, but also suicides. Um, it's just an overwhelm of so many different things happening. And then you look at people who have, you know, also experienced problems with things like job losses, financial issues, um, and that kind of thing. It's, it's really, um, you know, for mental health, it's quite catastrophic. And so that's something that I'm definitely seeing a lot of. And my heart really goes out to people who have, who are either not, weren't already awake or who haven't done the um, inner work, I guess, to build resilience. Cause I've gone through a real spiritual journey. Like, yes, I guess I became awake to the way the world is and the way things are. Um, but also I've been through over the last few years, you know, a real spiritual journey. You know, I lost everything. My life changed dramatically three years ago. And so since then, 
I've been through that and I've built such a strong internal resilience that I feel actually really well equipped to deal with everything that's happening. But I know that there are many people who haven't, who haven't done that and their, their, their comfortable lives have suddenly been disrupted in a, in a huge way. And, you know, sometimes, you know, their entire belief system is being shattered and that's incredibly traumatic. We're going through a, um, on my own podcast, actually, I interviewed a trauma specialist the other day and she was explaining how we are going through a mass trauma, a mass global trauma and the, and the impact of that. So I think it's, it's just super important that, you know, we're, we're mindful of that and also mindful of that in others, you know, when, we're, when we are sharing things or we are talking with people, just having that appreciation that not everybody is where we're at. You know, everyone has a different history, different conditioning, different traumas. They're at a different place in their level of consciousness and their awareness. And so I think it's, it's very, very important that we recognize and honor that um, for, for other people. Oh, exactly. And like, I actually had a similar situation. I lost everything as well, going back uh, a, a, a bit longer than uh, maybe five, five, six years. But by going through that, that's how I kind of really woke up. I mean, first it was the medical industry years before I, I realized that industry was corrupt. But seeing the courts corruption, you know, the legal system, seeing the banking, how corrupt it is. And now, because like a lot of businesses, small businesses are being closed and people think they're going to get bailed out by the government, but the government aren't actually going to do that from, they don't really care. They're keeping people inside and not getting sunlight. So like people have to become conscious of these things and stop relying on Mr. Government to think that they're looking out for you and your health. Because if you actually research everything and look at the dangers of wearing a mask, even not just wearing a mask, but being in lockdown and not having, you know, social contact with people that it's affecting your psyche and which are they actually helping you? Are they helping you to be, you know, like the way I I tell some people is if they cared about our health, how come they allow things like Coca-Cola, like diet Coke with a spark a minute. If, if really they cared about our health, how come all of these products are full of toxins? How come you've got GMO? They care about your health. Do they? So. Absolutely. And this is one of the things I've been talking a lot about recently um, and trying to point out to people. And, and actually, if you, you know, as, a, as, a, as someone who is heavily involved in health, if, if you were to ask me, you know, what's, what, what are all the things I should do to create poor physical and mental health? I would actually tell you to do all the things that the government have been telling you to do for the last six months and beyond. As you say, there's a bigger picture. There's, there's specifically the things that we, we've, been, um, we've had imposed on us in, in the last six months in, in regard to the, the virus. Um, but there's also the bigger picture, which is about, as you say, the GMOs, the pharmaceuticals, the, the toxins in the water, the toxins in the air the toxic things in, you know, in, um, in, in products we put on our skin. They've been shown to be cancerous. Johnson & Johnson gets sued like every year for their products and the products that people put on their babies. Like it is just, it's truly criminal. It's, it's all the, th- and, and what's happening is we are, being, we are being attacked with toxicity from all angles. 
everything about the way that we oh and then emfs and 5g and things like that right so we are being um are, are the way that we we live in general particularly in cities none of those conditions are conducive for positive um physical or, or mental health and I believe it's by design, you know, you, you want people, you know, the governments and, and, and others, you know, others that are above them want people to be dumbed down. They want people to be sick. They want people to be, because we're, if you're, if you're really well and alert and awake and conscious, you're not very easy to control and you don't make them any money. You know, I see it like a big system. It's like the food companies um, and big agriculture make people sick. And then the pharmaceutical companies swoop in. They have and, a patient for life. And they have a patient for life. It is, you are a customer for life. And often, often it's the pharmaceuticals which make people sick in the first place. You know, like vaccines um, and uh, anti, you know, anti antidepressant drugs like all mm -hmm. sorts of all sorts of medications like the side the side effect the side effect to antidepressant drugs is suicidal tendencies so and there is a hundred things you can, right yeah yeah exactly you know it's crazy and 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 even you know and and then there's the the the, the water and then there's the toxins and the food and the gmos and everything it's just it's, it, you know, and I have a, a personal experience of this in, in regards to my, my sister years, many, many, many years ago, we're going back like 20 years now. Um, she um, had um, a, a challenge with um, like a, a health challenge just with her it's to do with her teeth. And so she was given certain medications. Then they caused symptoms like nosebleeds, then she got more medication, then she got depressed, then they gave her antidepressants and it just got worse and worse and worse and more and more sickness. And none of it was necessary, none of it. And, and she's now still ill. Like she, you know, it's just, there's just, she has chronic fatigue syndrome. She has depression. She has, you know, she can't, despite trying to do the natural health stuff, her body is just doesn't seem to be, um, responding because this, this is what happens and then when I see the statistics um, on how many people for example are taking antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication it's like half of America like yeah, half of adult Americans or something insane like that like it's different it's easy for me to forget because I don't take pharmaceuticals because yeah, I'm well no, I, I, I know it is a huge amount and also for the children they're giving the children they're telling them they've got ADD HD or whatever I've written I forget the name of the one that they give the yeah, children Ritalin, it, yeah it's like that is sick and like I think you need to step back as a parent and stop looking at the Mr. Doctor who knows everything. They know one thing, it's about profit. They're getting a kickback from the pharmaceutical industry for every prescription that they make. That in itself, they should be locked up. Every single doctor that takes a kickback should be locked up. They should have their license removed because there is ethical doctors. There is some brilliant doctors out there and they'll try to go down the natural route. So I'm not attacking all the doctors, but there is an extremely high percentage that they're very wealthy, but they're wealthy for themselves. They don't care about yes. you. Yes. And also, and also, you know, doctors are like your, your typical doctor 
like I'm not sure what they call it in the US, but in the UK we call it a GP, the general practitioner, uh, or we just call it our doctor. Um, you know, they are not trained to get to the root of health challenges or to help people um, get optimal health. They are trained to diagnose illnesses from symptoms and then treat symptoms with medication. That is what they are trained for. They don't receive any nutrition training. Zero. We were talking about that because I had some doctors on. I had a pharmacist on. Most countries, I think it's only Albania, they do six months. The rest of them, in the whole course, they do six hours and most of them yes. do zero. And like I'm telling people, because one of the things that I had read was uh, the healthiest people in the world, the, we the Wheel of Health, I think it was called. And they were on about people living over 100 years of age. They were the Hunza and the Himalayas. And the guy, the doctor, like the book is about 80 years old, the doctor, Dr. Wrench, had tested the foods and given them to rats so that when you, uh, a rat of two years is equivalent to a human of 50. And when they gave them the same foods, there was no illnesses whatsoever. And then when they gave them the poor food, they were all tumors, cancers, and the whole, basically what we see in society today. So you will see a big connection with that. And that's why I kind of use that. Like I have the book ready to go out and I'm making a connection with the rats for a reason, because if we have the same organs, like they're saying there's no testing done on the 5G yet, an independent test was showing that it caused tumors in rats, alarm bells straight away. As far as it causes tumors in rats, GMO tumors in rats. So if that does not wake you up, I am, I'm, I kind of don't know really how that, that is fact. So you can it actually is. research that. Don't believe me. Don't believe Laura, what we're saying, go away yeah. and don't check uncle Google. Cause I presume you've realized that in the last few years that uncle Google is hiding <laughs> all the natural remedies. They're even taking it down. Some of my guests have said that all their friends stuff they is are. Been taken yes. down. So they we are, have to yeah. be aware of that. Yeah, I mean that's 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 happened, you know, in in the because I kind of move in the in the in the natural health circles, you know, there are many people who I have learned so much from, um, you know, people like you know like your Chris Cresses and Mark Hyman and and um, Dr. McCullough and people like that who have been doing you know the natural real health stuff, and they have been um, you know in terms of Google uh, algorithms and, and searchability and things like that, that's been going down for years. Um, and it's the statistics to, sh to show it. And, um, and now, I mean, particularly now, anything to do with natural healing is being shadow banned is, or is being censored. You know, we, we see this more and more. And I, again, I encourage people to ask the question, why would natural health solutions which, are, which have been around since the beginning of time, why would they be so heavily um, censored and censored across all platforms? And Google is the same. Google decides what you get to see and Google is very much controlled by pharmaceutical companies and the, big in, you know, the other big industries. Right? Because people, this is the thing, people often think that like, the government are like the highest power. <laughs> And they make all the decisions. And actually, there's a lot of people that are controlling. I, I controlling think them. I think in the last few years, people have realized that how each country, how could they be running the country? There's no way. They, like, there, there's, like, there is such a level above them. 
that yeah, controlling absolutely. everything and absolutely. You know, like we're talking there now about the health uh, one of the things and i think every single person that's listening will know somebody that has died from cancer or who has got cancer and you have the medical cancer industry i can't write anything about this because it'll be taken down straight away but there was a guy called royal raymond rife in the 30s had invented the rife machine and he had cured all the people that he'd done on the test but they shut that down and he was even saying at that stage that I think because there was tapes that were recovered about him talking a few years later, I think in the 50s, that there was like something like 127 million that was raised and only 50,000 went to the charity. So even all these charities that are supposed to be helping people for cancer, they're corrupt as well. And you need to yes, actually be aware of that. They are. And again, this is something that is kind of quite mind shattering for a lot of people when they realize that a lot of these um you know these these so-called charities and research institutes and things are not that it's it's all about money and power and 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 you know it's it's like when you look at um you know if you look at any of this stuff if people were healthy billions or more would be lost it's an industry like illness is an industry and I know it's really hard for people to, to comprehend. And I have people say things to me like, no, but how could, no, but no one would purposefully make people sick. No one would want to keep people sick. And it's because we're coming from our own, what, what we really mean is we wouldn't do that. And therefore we can't understand, that, oh no, surely that wouldn't be the case. I hear that a lot from my mum. She says, surely not. Every time I talk to her, she's like, oh yeah, but they wouldn't do that. Surely not. Um, but it's, it's difficult for people to want to understand. But this, this is the reality of it. And the more you dig and the more you learn, you, as we said before, you can't unknow it. And it's, it, the reality is that, that sick, you know, healthy people don't make money. No, and, no, okay. you know, that, that, and, and I know myself from, from content I've been putting out in the last few months about helping people with their immune system naturally it's been censored it's been it's been either removed or it's shadow banned which is very sneaky um but it just means that hardly anybody gets you know gets to see it and there are also certain hashtags that are being hidden on social media so i know that the hashtag natural immunity um i haven't checked today to see if it's still um if it's still blocked but i assume it is it's it's hidden there are there are several other hashtags to do with um you know natural health hidden well why would they want to hide natural immunity and this is stuff like that we're talking about stuff like nutrition and um not being in fear not being stressed because stress and fear is actually in my opinion the biggest impactor on our um, on our immune system and the suppression of our immune system because if we're in a state of stress and fear our immune system activity can be can be greatly suppressed and so this is this is another thing it's not just you know it's not just the food and the and the, the gmos and the chemicals and all of that it's also the stress and the fear and people can think themselves or believe themselves sick. And this is actually something that hasn't, I haven't really seen 
people talking about. I'm sure people are talking about it, but I haven't really seen many people talking about the the, the power of belief. So one of the people I love um, is Bruce Lipton. And he wrote a book called The Biology of Belief. And he does a lot of work around this. And also Dr. Joe Dispenza, they tend to do a bit of work together as well. And they are all about the power of the mind and the beliefs on the physical body, on the immune system, on the ability to heal, and also on the ability to make us sick. So if we actually believe that we are going to get sick or we're going to die, we can actually make it happen with our beliefs that's how strong it is that's what placebo is you know people believe that because placebo is real and actually going back to what we were talking about with regards to um anti antidepressants there have been studies which have shown that um that a placebo is as effective as a pharmaceutical drug because people believe it's making them feel better and there's been lots of studies done on you know on this yeah, stuff but there, there was actually one, hidden, of course no, but i remember there was i don't know where i read it but they, they, they basically people with knee problems that they needed knee surgery so they'd done fake they just done the little holes <laughs> to pretend yep. they had the surgery and they had the exact same results and on the other side then where you have a doctor telling somebody you've got six months to live it usually they last six months because yes. unfortunately the person believes in the doctor instead of actually realizing that there are so many different things you could do to help yourself. This is true. And the, the, this is something that's really important for people to understand. You know, we really, and I actually think this is why, if you imagine, particularly with someone who, if you think about a few, a few years ago, like many years ago, when I used to get like sick a lot, maybe we were going back 10 years ago now, I, I got the flu, like the, or had flu, you know, the, the sort of standard winter flu. And, oh, I was sick. I mean, I really was sick, sick. I couldn't move for a week. I was, I, I can't ever remember be, feeling so ill. But at no point did I think I was going to die. Because it's flu. So I just thought, I've got terrible flu. I already, I was always getting, I had lots of problems with my ear, nose, throat and chest um, because of all my stuff that I hadn't, my health stuff that I hadn't dealt with. And, but I, I just, it was just normal. It was like, well, it's really bad, but it's just flu. So ne never at any point did I think, oh my goodness, this is a deadly disease, I'm gonna die. Imagine now, people, particularly people who are watching mainstream media, they are have, I've watched like five minutes of mainstream media going on about this stuff. And even I started to feel anxious, even though I know the stuff they're saying isn't true because it's so intense, it's so fear mongering. And so I imagine, imagine if you're someone who is watching that all the time and then you start to get the symptoms of a flu or a cold or that what they say is COVID or whatever. Many people are going to go into a panic state and what happens when they go into that panic state is their immune system suppresses dramatically. And what happens when the immune system suppresses dramatically, you can't fight, you, your body can't heal. Your body can't you know, defend itself and heal from, from whatever, because sickness is nothing to be feared. You know, when we get, a, if we have a cold or whatever, it's, you know, it's the body doing its thing. 
the body can heal. You just need to give it what it needs, which is, you know, like rest and nutrition and meditation and, and breathing and all of this stuff. But the majority of people who aren't awake and who are believing what the media and the government's telling them, it's very likely that they are either going to make, literally think themselves ill, or when they do get some kind of symptom, they go into panic. Oh my God, I've got COVID. Oh my God, I'm going to die. And if you, if you are thinking that and you are truly believing it, you probably are. You put, you are oh, you're going to get very, very sick. And so I think this is something that is being a bit overlooked. The power of our thoughts and our beliefs on how sick we get and on whether we die. And you're right with the, with the, the with, you know, with regard to um, cancer patients, they usually do live more or less to the week, yeah. how long they've been told they're going to live. And the whole, to me, the whole concept of telling someone how long they've got to live is bonkers. Well, how do you know, like, you know, someone's going to die in like three months. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And, and, and often also I read, I mean, this was a few years ago and I can't remember the source, but I'd read a, a, a study that was done on um, people when they were being given a cancer diagnosis, how as soon as they got the diagnosis, they declined dramatically in their health. And it's because you suddenly, I mean, we all know what it's like to get bad news, right? You know, when you find out someone's died, that's a classic, you know, and you get that feeling, it's that sinking feeling and that feeling of just overwhelm and just grief. That's what people experience. But when you're going through that and you're already unwell, it's just making your body more and more weak and more and more toxic. And I, I believe that this is all by design, you know, the fear mongering is to convince people, it's to get people into this mindset of fear and that they're going to get sick and that, you know, they're going to die. And actually it's, it's not true. Um, but the power of the mind is, it, it's, it really is immense. And this is why it's something that I think everybody needs to be mindful of. Um, and like the other thing is, because people are that they're bringing, you can bring in illness on you. I mean, once you train yourself to, you can do the opposite. If you feel something coming on, you can get, be positive and stop a cold coming on. You can do totally the opposite if you can use your mind on that. But when you have people that think they have a cold, they're feeling sick, they bring their immune system down, then they're going to the hospitals. The hospitals are getting uh, in financial incentives for actually one, diagnosing you. So whether you have mm -hmm. it or not, they want their money. And then when they put you on a machine, it's like something like 40,000 euro or dollars. Yep. So yep. like, what, ask yourself that question. Why are they doing that? Do you think that's ethical to, uh, that they get financially incentive? That's yes. not, that's not encouraged. And the people that are going on, the ventilators don't tend to be coming off them. So they're not really, uh, you know, they're not there to help you. So my yes. advice, I would not go to a hospital. I would, Me neither. I would, uh, yeah, I would, you know, just stock up on the proper food and build up your system, get the right sleep and yes. strengthen yourself. Absolutely. I mean, I, the, the I, for me, the worst thing would be to go to hospital. For yeah. me personally, I, if, if, if I, knowing what I know, I feel that hospital is the worst place to be. And actually medical error is the third leading cause of death. 
certainly in America. I don't know whether that's a global, I don't think it's a global thing, but in, but in it's, kind of America. It's, yeah, it's huge around the world, but America is yeah. very high. Yeah. Third leading cause of death. I mean, you know, and we know now that, um, you know, the ventilators actually are, were killing people. I saw the, I don't know if you saw the documentary film um, by Journeyman Pictures of the nurse um, her yes. first name is Erin, I can't remember her surname, who was undercover in the, the New York hospital. And she, you, you can see when you watch it, they were literally killing people. They were leaving people to die. They were giving people treatments they knew were going to kill them. It, I mean, it's truly horrific. And so, as you say, you know, people are getting paid. It's business. It's not about people's health. It's yeah. about money. It's business. You get X amount for diagnosing someone as COVID. And we're now seeing... I always say the truth prevails. The truth always wins. And so now we're seeing all these doctors and nurses coming forward who are starting to tell the truth and who are starting to expose everything. And we're seeing people's um, you know, death certificates, people talking out about, you know, my dad had cancer for six months and they marked him as a COVID death. And these aren't rare these aren't rare occurrences. These are... The yeah, there's people being killed by a bus and they're put down as COVID. Yes. <laughs> that's been done. Yeah, of course. And then, and then when you look at the testing, um, I watched a, a, an excellent video, which was David Icke interviewing Dr. Andrew Kaufman, and yeah, it was only that. released recently, yeah. um, explaining very clearly about how the tests work and about how they're completely and utterly meaningless. And so then you, when, the more you learn, when you, when you actually see it for your own eyes and you learn this, you realize they are creating case numbers with a test that's completely irrelevant. So that's a scam. And the, the figures are being used to justify the measures, but the figures are fake. And so then you've got a question like, I mean, and this is, this is reality. This is not conspiracy theory. It's conspiracy reality. This is actually what's happening. And then you have, um, you know, the medical industry, I call them the medical mafia. They are, it's about money. And this is not saying that, you know, doctors and nurses are all complicit and everything because, you know, there's lots of amazing doctors and nurses. It's not about that. It's about the system. It's about the people who run those systems and you know they are incentivized if you're financially incentivized to do certain things then more often than not people are going to do it and then and then when you get into the pharmaceutical industry when it comes to things like the vaccines you know vaccines even bill gates has said on camera his his vaccine investment he gets a 20 to 1 return yeah and i also heard him on a youtube video where he was saying we can do population control we can reduce the population. You know, he forgets himself at times. And I, I cannot understand how anybody would believe him or how he became Mr. Health spokesman of the world. But he has invested in every single thing, the World Health Organization, all these manufacturers of injections. And yeah. like, all you have to do is look back to his, uh, when he was with Microsoft and he was before the competition authority. Like he's bouncing back and forth. You could tell he's completely lying. That's actually on YouTube. You can find that video yes. and you can see. So do you think a guy that's a compulsive liar who has been doing a lot of bad things with competition automatically becomes the, the man to save the world? Like 
there's people in India have been injected. He has caused yeah. a lot of problems there. And in Africa, why it's not mainstream? Because the four, four or five corporations own 90% of the media. And you mentioned it earlier. I even saw it myself because I remember when I was uh, over in Ireland, because I don't watch the telly here, but they, they, they had BBC on us. And the way it's done, you're manipulated into you, like I can understand why people start believing it. And all I tell you is turn off your television, turn off your television, stop reading the newspapers and start following the right people. Yes. Do your it, research. And, absolutely. And, you know, watch your circle of friends as well, because if you've got 10 friends and they're all talking about doom and gloom, no matter how positive you are, change your friends to, to, and then slowly bring in a few to, to waken them up. But yes. you're not going to wake up. If you're going to be listening to negativity from 10 people, it's very hard to actually get out of this. But once you do see it, you're not going to, you're not going to go back. Absolutely. And I think, you know, I think there's a, that's, there's a couple of really important points that you just made. And the first is turn off your TV. <laughs> when I stopped watching what I call mainstream, you know, you sort of normal mainstream TV many years ago, like six years ago, um, it was the best thing I've ever done for my mental health. It, you know, even now, as I said, I look at it for five minutes. I think, oh God, it's so toxic. I feel the toxic energy. It's nasty. Um, and it's, it's, it's not, it's not the truth. You know, my mum said to me recently, she said, oh yeah, but you need to watch the news because you need to know what's going on. And I said, but mum, it's not what's going on. That's what they want you to think is going on. So you it's comply. It's really what's going on. There's a million great things happening in the world every day. It's just a select few things which are decided by the people who control the media. I mean, Big Pharma are a big player in that um, and others. And they control, as you said, there's only like now five, five or six corporations that literally control all media it used to be 50 yeah now it's like somebody recently said it was it's gone down to four so like i need to yeah i need to it was it was five because i know it used to be six then i went to five but i think it's four now and yeah that's yeah and the media is just the propaganda arm it's just the it's it's the the way that they get these messages out to to the masses and it's the way that they you know i actually believe what the me you know the media companies are doing is is completely criminal and i do actually believe that in the future you know these people will be you know more and more exposed and brought to justice because it's i actually don't know how these news reporters can sit and and do the stuff that they do and maybe they believe it i don't know maybe some of them do and some of them don't and they're just scared to lose their jobs or whatever i'm i'm not really sure but I just don't see how someone can do what they're doing and and be happy with themselves. That's, like um, that's something that I'm kind of contemplating at the moment. And I, not just the, like as if you look at who's got the most influence at the moment. The, the journalism obviously is huge, the medical industry and the politicians. And I think it's if you're surrounded by them to be talking to them and ask them because, yeah, if they're listening to this, they should look in the mirror when they go home and go, yeah, is what I have just done correct? But it's if they're children, because like their children might fall out with them and get married and then 
they're outside of the system. Like, don't think that they're protected. There's nobody protected. If you're a police officer, if you're in the military, you are not protected. If you, all you have to do is look at the military in, in the States. Most of them are homeless when they come back. You know, the, the whole system. And they basically, you know, they, a, lot, a lot of them lost their lives for another, another life fighting, invading countries. But, like, just... Yeah question everyone and ask them look because i think they've been brainwashed from a certain time and they get into a system and they just believe it i i don't believe that they they think that it's wrong they they, they've been conditioned like they have all these techniques of making you have a belief system so their belief system is what they're doing is correct and the more people that will actually kind of tell them and shake them and go, hey, do you actually realize that if you're a police officer by spraying somebody that's a peaceful protester or battening them, that's totally wrong. If you're a doctor that you're actually, you know, giving somebody, a, you know, cholesterol tablets for life, that, that that is totally wrong. You're not doing the right thing. And just yes. make everybody conscious yeah. of what they're doing because every single person, we have to, we can't go for an industry. Like I've known that we cannot attack a, the medical industry. We can't, it, it hasn't worked for the last hundred years, but where it does work is the individual. We have to change the individual. And Absolutely. that was how we'll make the difference. Absolutely. And this is, this is why, you know, it's so important to share this information so that, you know, people, you know, I, I do believe that when people are, ready to to wake up when they're in a place where they're they're receptive then then they will do and it's not going to be everybody but it doesn't take every single human on the planet to be awake in order for great change to happen you know we're already seeing protests that are happening around the world we're seeing people standing up we're seeing it's almost like a snowball effect of this stuff you know and alternative channels you know of information like this like this just this conversation there are so many channels now and so many people who are speaking out and sharing um, the things that go against the mainstream narrative that it's just growing and growing. It's like an alternative media source for people who want the truth. And, you know, the, the thing is that people, what I find really interesting is that there's so much criticism and um, kind of hate, especially online, towards people who are trying to expose the truth. And I find it really ironic because the people who are trying to expose the truth, they're not governed by anybody. They're, they're not, not getting paid for they're it. They're not getting paid for it. I mean, look, I could have just said, oh, I'm gonna turn a blind eye and just focus on business. And I've actually spent half of my time in the last six months researching and sharing truths and i haven't got a penny for it what's my motivate and i'm an intelligent awake educated person you know what is my my motivation and then people say oh you know bill gates wouldn't do anything bad and i'm like yeah he only he's only set to make billions and have like global Tr trillions control, which, I think is what, which is what he's always wanted you know and and this is another thing actually I remember watching a very, um, there's, a, there's a trauma specialist who I love and I've learned a lot from called Gabor, Dr. Gabor Maffe. Um, I think he's, is he Polish? I don't know, he might be. Um, and um, he, um, no, I don't know, he isn't. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but he, he did a, a great podcast episode on Russell Brand's 
and podcast under the skin and he was talking about how people who have been deeply traumatized as children are often the ones that end up being in um, positions of power so either in government or they become you know very you know big like ceos and so he, and he was referencing you know people you know like some of the polit you know politicians um, that we know um i don't think he mentioned gates because it wasn't a topic this was last year when when it was when it was um um published but you know a lot of these people who have these agendas they have been i believe they're either you know they've been brought up in a belief system from birth a certain belief system so they don't necessarily think they don't think they're doing anything wrong you know does bill gates think that everything he's doing is wrong and he's going to do it anyway no i actually think he he thinks it's like he's getting his power he's getting his control you know he's getting to um you know be the person that his father always wanted him to be and apparently there's a lot of like trauma from his childhood and stuff and so these people end up being you know in these positions of kind of authority or power because of their their trauma or their their upbringing you know their beliefs and can kind of liken it to a religion you know when people people have their beliefs they're so they're so stuck in them well why would that not be the case for sinister you know for, for things that we would consider to be sinister but you know for someone like you know bill gates he might be sat there thinking we need to we need to massively depopulate the world it's got to happen and he believes it and he thinks and he just thinks that that's 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 what we need to do you know and so i think it's important again people realize that we can start with him yeah i mean people are not all of these people in it's the same with the uh the um the, the issue that we have which is a which is a real pandemic of of pedophilia and and you know child abuse and 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 satanism and all this kind of stuff which i know many people aren't ready to um to face up to or to awaken to um but the idea that you know i had many people say to me oh there's no way there could be all these you know pedophilia rings and things in in government why not you know it's like we ha it's like people have this view that anyone in authority is this perfect yeah and like especially and i mean being from the uk like J jimmy savile i mean he done terrible things and he was hanging around with thatcher edward heat all of them so the you just family. look at the, the whole yeah and like so people should actually wake up show me your friends and i'll tell you what you are and you know you look at the like epstein's flight logs bill gates gone there and you know the clintons and everything and, and you're they're saying no it's all okay just yeah. just follow the trails and i think you you must have known that as well like the more that you expose it just keeps coming back to the same people the whole time it, it, it you know it's not as if there's a you know a hundred thousand people i mean obviously there's people at different levels complain to this whether they know the full agenda i don't think they do i think they just do what they're told which unfortunately is giving the the higher up their agenda but i i don't believe that at each level they know what's going on no no and and i think also you know we have we have a big challenge um in in the collective with people 
trusting government and other authorities and always looking to someone else to um to to make things better looking to someone else to 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 save us looking to you know looking to government to do you know do what's best for us and many people have that mindset and i think again it comes from our conditioning and it comes from childhood traumas we have been conditioned our entire life and this is what the school system was designed for to make us compliant and to make us question not question you know authority and to think that someone oh look we get parents then teachers teacher knows best do what the teacher says and then it's you know government knows best do what governments say and so we're brought up from birth most of us are if we're in that system to to not trust ourselves and to not be individual and to not um and to not question authority and to look to other people to tell us what to do we get the same with doctors oh you know i have people say to me you shouldn't be sharing anything about health because you're not a doctor it's, it's this belief system where people think that because you have a certain title that you're you're the be all and end all and you know everything and you should be like looked up to and, and trusted and that's just it's false it's all false it's all conditioning but many people don't realize that they don't realize that they've been conditioned and and i i still have people now say well what should i do what should i do that people are always looking for someone else to tell them what to do and i say what do you what do you want to do like, i don't know i don't know and they can't connect this is another big challenge people are so disconnected from themselves they're disconnected from their heart from their authentic self they they're not able to feel into what feels right so they're all up in here mm -hmm trying to analyze data, listening to what, you know, all these authority figures say. But I often say to people, well, what does, what feels right? Like a classic would be Bill Gates, right? So Bill Gates, you see him talking and there's all these clips that we have of him talking about the second wave and he's laughing as he's saying it. And he, and when he gets asked awkward questions, he can't answer them and he stumbles around and he looks uncomfortable you don't need that's not proof that's not facts you can watch that and you know in your heart in your gut you know intuitively is something wrong here do i trust this person like we meet someone we know if we trust them if we're connected to ourselves we know if we trust somebody or not we know something doesn't feel right we can walk into a room and know it doesn't feel good to be in there because the heart has so much intelligence. There are more messages going from the heart to the brain than the other way around. The heart has, I've just uh, trained with HeartMath, the HeartMath Institute. You no, know, I listened to your podcast actually. It was very yeah. interesting, yeah. yeah. To... So I've just studied with them and really learning about the power of the heart and how to listen to the heart's intelligence and, and, and you know, really have heart coherence so that we can, yes, we can use our mind, but we also must be very connected to our heart and to our, to our body because we feel if something is right or not. It's not all about facts and logic. And the challenge many people have is that they're stuck in, in, in their kind of analytical, logical mind. And the mind, the brain is a polarity organ. So it's like right, wrong, black, white, 
if we really want to know like what what's right you know it's like if someone's lying to us we know mm. we we know if someone's lying to us we can just we can feel it it's all of our senses we can feel it in our body but when we're disconnected we don't and then also what is happening for many people is cognitive dissonance which is where our belief system is challenged and it creates it's like a psychological phenomenon where it's like it's so painful that we we won't allow ourselves consciously to um to to admit it or to allow it to happen it's like there's this there's this you know this pain and from an emotional perspective most humans will do anything anything to avoid feeling unpleasant emotions so if something is challenging our beliefs and it's creating a, a painful feeling, we will just dismiss it. And look, people do this on the, mac, on, the um, on the micro in terms of when they're in relationships and maybe they, they kind of know that their partner's being dishonest with them or is um, having an affair or whatever, but they don't allow themselves to admit it. And so they kind of push it down. And so it's kind of there, but it's not. And this is what happens. And so I think if people were more connected to their hearts and more connected to their, to their bodies and to trust in themselves, they would see through the, you know, the illusion. They would see you know, what, what is happening, but, but many people don't. And so um, this is why we see so many people looking for concrete proof and facts of things and if you can't provide that they say well yeah. you're a crazy conspiracy theorist no, yeah i've got a yeah i've got that, that recently <laughs> and yeah if somebody yeah. posting on every single i put up and just giving because that's the other thing you have all these so-called fact checkers but unfortunately that's corrupt as well so like snoops is being caught up but the, the rest oh. of them and like you don't have time to be proving that the fact checkers that they've put under your post is incorrect because your mission for me is to just tell people what's going on. It's not my mission to actually prove to you what you're actually, because you've got false information, putting it under my post because you, you don't have the time to do that. But unfortunately, that's where people are going. And like we said it at the start, we're doing this from love. We're actually doing this from compassion. We want to help people to realize there is a lot of bad going on and we want to kind of shake this up and kind of go, no, this isn't how it should happen. You know, there are yeah. so many industries that are corrupt that can be changed. It's not, it, like this can be changed. Absolutely. It can be changed. And this is, this is the thing, you know, the, the, there are the, the power of these people. They are, they are not born with these special, you know, all these people that are, you know, that we're, that we're, being told all these things that we've got to do and everyone's following along. The only reason they have power is not because they are born with these special superpowers where they have authority over everybody else. They have the power because we do what they say. That's it. You know, I think it was, I, it's either Ike, David Ike or somebody else that says, you know, the, the, the power of the few is only attained by the acquiescence of the many. And if people just say no and don't do it, there is no power. It's almost like people see it as like these people just have this power and it's like their government, they have the power. Well, only because we do what they say. If every it's single person, if every single person yeah, well, this is the thing that people forget. They are supposed to serve us. It's like the p police, the police are supposed to protect our rights. 
<laughs> and but like, great. if you look at what happened, because we we were discussing that before we actually uh, went, like in in London at the moment, there's a, a demonstration. So they stopped them bringing in the big screens, and they've mm-hmm. during the 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 in, when they were interviewing different people to the crowds, they turned off the power. Mm-hmm. So, and in Ireland last week, um, like everyone was coming, to, they were putting barriers up, but the people just basically walked up to them, took the barriers away, and walked past them. And yeah. none of the police attacked them because there was too many people. Yes. And people yeah. must realize, like, you don't need to be attacking the police. You don't, like, they're just, you know, unfortunately, they're doing what they're told, but they actually have to question why are they complaining? Because their children, their family are going to be stuck in this system that they're, you know, working towards. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is it. And if people could just realize how powerful we are you know we're very powerful as individuals powerful we're healing machines we are we have limitless potential like all of these things and we just don't believe it because it's being conditioned out of us um but also if if people can understand that as a collective we are super powerful and it doesn't have to be um you know, as I said, it doesn't have to be every single person in the world protesting or every single person being awake. It, it won't take that much. It just, it just needs to be, you know, large enough numbers of people. And it's the same, you know, with the protests. It's a good example. I was watching the video this morning live of, of, of some of the stuff that's going on there. And the whole of, I think it's Trafalgar Square, it's packed. Yeah. Well, what are the police going to do? Like they can't, they, they, there's nothing they can do. And but just if there on was the 10 press, people, oh yeah, the, if they would arrest 10, them. Like in Ireland last week, what they did is the, 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 the RT said there was like 500 people there. So they took a picture of at an angle, yet the whole place was full. So that's how you will, like when you look at things like that, because then people started sharing that. So if you see that they're actually manipulating the crowds because they don't want people to know, because if you're sitting at home on your armchair and you think, ah, this isn't going to make it. And you see that there's like Berlin, I think had one and a half million. They're expecting they could be even 5 million for their next protest. If you see that, then you go, Ooh, there's a lot more people that are actually against what's going on. Instead of if they're telling you there's 500 and there was very, you know, very few people there. Absolutely. And this kind of relates to your, to your point that you made about, the, about who you're surrounding yourself with, which for me is the most critical thing with anything in life, to be honest. It's who are you spending your time with online or in, in person? Because if you are someone who has um, realized, maybe you're not fully awake, but you've realized something's not right. If you are surrounded by people who are moaning and supporting all of these you know draconian measures and believing in the government and all of this stuff you're just going to get you're going to get dragged down i think that there's a concept called crabs in the bucket it's where like crab, you've probably heard of it where a crab will try and get out the other crabs will drag it drag yeah. it back in um and that's what that's what happens you are the result of who you not just who you hang around with but who your influences are and who you're watching and who you're listening to and so you know, I, I mean, there's been back going back a few months, you know, I remember seeing on, you know, on social media, some people that I used to know many, many years ago and the stuff that they're sharing and the way that they're talking. And I just unfriended all of them because I'm like, I don't even want to see that negativity. It's just, it's, and it's, 
it's just supporting the you know supporting the narrative and so i would encourage anybody who is who is just you know becoming aware of this stuff or just knowing in their heart that something is very wrong is to start opening their eyes and ears to all the amazing um content that is out there you know there's podcasts like this there's the high wire with del big tree there's you know loads of health practitioners doing you know all they've got their own private channels now and they're kind of trying to get off social media because the censorship is just so crazy and 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 you the more of that that you see the more the more you're informed, but also I think the more hopeful you feel about what's happening, because whilst it's in some ways it's, it's very, you know, it's kind of pretty terrible what's happening. I actually feel that this is brilliant in the sense that it is unveiling so many things. It's like 2020, the year of vision, the year of seeing through all of these things, whether it's the, pharma, the way the pharmaceutical industry and the medical industry works, the, the way that governments are, the way that all these companies are literally poisoning us, like the corruption, the paedophilia, the Satanism, all, all of this stuff. Yes, there have been pockets of people talking about it in previous years, but they were very small pockets and they were all labeled completely crazy. Yeah. Whereas now, there are so many people, you know, we didn't have, we didn't have all the, all the content that we have now and people speaking out about all this stuff before 2020. So I kind of feel like it, it had to happen. And now it's all just, it's all coming out. And the thing is when the cats are out the bag, they don't go back in. Exactly. Exactly. And, and so I think it's beautiful to see more and more people waking and the more that people do, and the more that people question, the more influence they have on the people around them. And it's like this butterfly effect or a snowball effect. So now we're seeing, you know, a few months ago, there wouldn't have been the crowds in Berlin and London like there are now. But as it gets worse and worse, and the more people wake up, the bigger the crowds are going to be. And you can't make, you can't reverse that. You know, once people know, they know. And so the, the, the movement of, you know, for freedom and for human rights is just going to grow and grow and grow. It's not going back. And that, that gives me so much um, kind of, I feel really, you know, positive about the future in that respect. Um, we, you know, let's not kid ourselves. The way that things were before 2020, the way that the world was, wasn't great. Like the thing is, I mean, it's been like this for over a hundred years. I, like I was, I was, thinking just recently about my schooling you know we started at four i don't know in the uk what age you start but you're four, sitting five, on a chair yeah. with a finger up to your mouth and you have to comply when you should be out playing and you know doing art and just enjoying yourself and you have to do exactly what they tell and they take the art out of the class they take the music out of the class they just make you you're part of the system to be a slave for life so that you'll work for a corporation and do exactly and once you realize that, you go, like even now, I know in Germany and a few countries, they're after bringing in that they're going to be teaching children in kindergarten masturbation from yes. two to four years of age. And yeah. like, like you, you see who's running the world. Why would they do something like that? So 
I know that's not an, a thing you might want to hear, but it's something that you need to hear because you should go in and you should tell them, no way are you to teach my child that. You should ask the teacher, okay, who, who actually, this is the only way. You have to go up the scale as well. So for example, in Germany, and I know it's in a few countries, but you should say, okay, who was who told the teachers, taught them, okay, this is the education that's supposed to go, you know, the finance minister or whatever. Okay, who told you that? You just keep going back and you'll find the same source. The same yeah. person feeding it in. and But people should never, you know, the same with putting a mask on the child going to school. Do not, mm-hmm. like, keep them at home. Don't put, don't put a mask on the child. They're even, in Ireland, they're even saying they have to give them breathing breaks. It's, uh, honestly, this, this is, the th- I mean, I don't, look, I don't have children myself, but even I feel like when it comes to the, the, the children element, it makes my blood boil that people are going along with this stuff. Like I cannot imagine, and again, that, you know, no parent wants to harm their child. So I can only assume that these parents who are going along with this stuff, like allowing the masks and the distancing and, and, and the trauma, because there is a, you know, this, there is a huge amount of trauma being created for these children and it's going to affect them psychologically for life. That's the reality of what's happening. I can only believe that a parent who is allowing that to happen genuinely believes that they're doing the right thing and that they're, they're in fear, you know, and they believe what the media and the government are telling them. And if, and, and, and again, it all goes back to beliefs, you know, we have to understand that someone's belief system is going to drive what they do. So, you know, I know there's many people talking about, you know, parents are you know they're kind of criticizing them you know and saying they you know they they're harming their child and stuff and yes they are but they're not meaning to they are just believing what they're being told or they kind of feel like they have no other option um but the the effect of on physical and mental health for children of these measures is disgraceful and it I really hope that this is the one thing that really helps to wake more people up. It's seeing that, you know, it's like people feeling into their hearts and looking at these children, you know, we've seen the pictures of children in cubes, children standing in dots, you know, six feet apart, not allowed to look at each other. It is criminal. I mean, it really is criminal what the authorities are doing. Um, And it's child abuse. It constitutes... And in fact, if you look at the official um, guidelines on what constitutes domestic abuse, it's all the things that the government are doing. So we're experiencing mass domestic abuse from daddy government and mummy medical care, right? Yeah. And this is what's happening and more and more people are waking up and I, and I, and I do feel just, just cause I, I, I really notice what's going on in the collective that the, the children topic seems to be creating a lot more passion from people. Like people are really passionate about help about, you know, speaking up for children's rights. You know, it's like, if you're not going to speak up for your own freedom and health, at least do it for, you know, for these innocent children, because when these children are growing up, it's imperative that they have touch, connection, that they can see faces, um, that they can play, 
That's how a healthy child develops. So what they are doing is creating trauma and they are creating um, unhealthy um, psychological development in these children. Children who, by the way, don't die of COVID. Yeah. And, and parents are stopping, like to be honest, like I told my son, my son is six. I like not take off the masks, and I explain everything to him. So he even said to me, we were in a cafe one day, and like I refused. It was the one place that I had the certificate to say I don't need to wear the mask, and they said no, you have to. So I said to him, I, I was getting him an ice cream. I said no, and he was outside, and we're sitting down. And he goes, I don't understand it. How come they're handing you the the cups and the plates? And then you're sitting down and you can take off your mask and drink, but you yeah. have to wear your mask. He's six, you know, yes. and he's a, he yes. actually sees the stupidity of it. Yes. And this is, this is a good point, actually, because, you know, that children at that age, they haven't had their, in, they look at things with fresh, curious eyes, right? They haven't had it conditioned out of us like most adults have. So when a child is, you know, and I've seen many people sharing some funny stories about children, you know, lately. And children are questioning and saying, well, this doesn't make sense. Well, why, why do we have to wear a mask to walk to our table, but then we take it off? That doesn't make, you know, children are seeing it for what it really is. Exactly. And, and I actually saw, which was very funny, um, somebody post on social media the other day about how their child had um, been basically red pilling all the other children and basically telling them all, the truth about what's going on and how the parent then got a call from the from the principal and you know there was a problem because <laughs> and then so many other people started jumping on and saying yes my child's doing that too so I kind of feel like there's a potential grass roots movement from from, the, from very small children you know within their own you know their own kind of communities um but but I really um you know, I really, really would encourage anybody who who thinks that, you know, the government are, have their best interests at heart to look at what they're doing to children, um, because it is, it really does, um, it really does break my heart. And it's not, you know, it's not okay. You've got to ask yourself why when, you know, there's no evidence of children spreading or dying from something, why on earth would they need to be treated in such a cruel manner and it is child abuse there's no there's no beating around the bush like it is it's it's horrific and um and and you know the trauma that's being created i was in a a cafe the other day here in mexico and there were um there was a a mother with her child who looked maybe i would say maybe five or six and they came in and they're wearing masks and they sit down and they still they still were wearing the masks even though they were seated and they didn't have to and they you know you could see in the mother's eyes she looks terrified which makes me feel sad but then the child started screaming um that that she didn't want to touch anything because of the um, nasty germs so she just kept crying and she was like no the nasty germs the nasty germs and i i almost burst into tears because it's the trauma that that child is experiencing now is going to have a huge impact on, okay. on their life. And the yeah. parent doesn't even realize 
No, because the parent is te- they're pushing their belief system onto the child instead yeah. of you know just stepping back and trying to analyze it. So, like, I think the way forward is one when you're looking at the social media. Like, I, I you had a beautiful post actually the last day. Don't I'm not in the airport. Don't tell me that you're going to depart. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was like, if you don't like what I'm posting, you know, you don't need to announce your departure. It's not an airport and no one cares. It's true. It's yeah. like, you don't like it, go, go elsewhere. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, um, but, you know, people, emotions are high, you know, running high. People are, um, people are, you know, in, in a very, very unique uh, situation that's ripe for stress and trauma. And therefore people act out in, in ways that they wouldn't normally act out in. Some of the behavior I've seen from people, even people that I know has been quite shocking. Um, And it's because people are stressed, frustrated, scared, whatever. You know, they're having traumas that are unhealed from the past Mm -hmm. being triggered um, or being kind of re-remembered. And that can play out in some in some pretty um, interesting behaviors. Um, and so again, I think we have, to be, we have to be very mindful of that, you know, as, as conscious beings, it's important that we share the truth and it's important that we speak up, but it's also important that we maintain that consciousness and that awareness when it comes to appreciating where other people are at and not letting it bother us. You know, it's like, I get a lot of abuse from people and it, it actually doesn't bother me because I know I'm in my truth and I know I'm being authentic and doing what my heart feels is right. Yeah. And that if other people aren't okay with that, then that's okay, but then they need to be removed. Oh, and like, to be honest, I, I've done it recently and it was, it, you, you shouldn't fear doing that because if somebody is writing negative, because no matter how tough you are, you, you don't want to see that. Like no. you, you, so just remove it and yeah. surround yourself with the right people. So I would say your, the homework for today would be turn off your television. Don't be reading the, the wrong newspapers. Start following the people that are telling the truth and do your research, but maybe go DuckDuckGo. I don't know what other kind of platform you use for, um, because Google doesn't really give the, the right. DuckDuckGo. I mean, I've heard that it's not completely, um, kind of completely, uh, uncensored but it's it's a lot better than, than yeah. google there's no point using google no, anymore no, no. Google there's has absolutely to, yeah. and unfortunately absolutely. most of us have our gmail and everything we've been using it for 10 years before we realized yeah what they're doing so but. of course of course but yeah stay away from google stay away from the news um i really like um you know thick channels like the high wire um there's some good you know really good interviews and there's so many great investigative journalists as well you know once you kind of start getting into it um for people that want to learn about bill gates james corbett did an amazing series on bill gates he's a brilliant investigative journalist and um on the corbett report youtube channel he has a four-part um series all about bill gates and the agenda and and showing what's really going on and you know it's independent he has no he doesn't even ask for money for the work he does he must do another job i don't know what what it is but he he doesn't ask for anything and he's he's been 
he's been doing amazing work for many, many years. In fact, six years ago, um, he did a video which is called Rockefeller Medicine, which I would recommend for anybody because it expl he explains how the Rockefeller um, family um, basically destroyed holistic medicine mm. and created what we now know as the medical system and the pharmaceutical industry and also the education system. And so when you watch that, it's like 45 minutes long, you can see exactly how and why everything everything kind of changed so you know once you start getting into people like that and podcasts like this and you start listening to, to all these alternative views as long as you're willing to um be open and to to, to feel into what feels right for you um i think that that is the best thing that you know that people can do and as we said once you know you know and then you go on your own journey you know it's not what what is what is true for one person will not necessarily feel true for another person and and in the reality is that nothing is most things are not concrete they're not it's not about concrete proof it's about you know even if you ask the question of you know with someone like bill gates like oh you know is he trustworthy? Well, that, that's something that comes that, you know, you, you listen to the, you listen to the information you take the stuff into your brain, but then there's a lot of it's about feeling into what's right for you. And what, what do you personally believe and what do you want to do and not allowing yourself to be dictated to by other people. So yeah, turn off the news, start listening to alternative you know sources without an agenda and surround yourself with the right people you know whether that's you know just removing certain people from your social media and just starting to connect with others like over the last six months i've disconnected many people from facebook but i've i've reconnected with or i've connected with so many new people who are all on the same page and they're all kind of sharing this information and, and, and it, it really does make a big difference and it really helps people to, to, it helps to facilitate that journey of awakening because as we said, if you're surrounded by people that want you to stay back in, in you know, pull you back into the bucket, then you're, you, it's going to be incredibly difficult to, to break away from that, um, you know, from that, I guess that matrix, you know, it's from that kind of mind prison. Um, so yeah, I just, I, I think those are the best things that people can, can no, do. No, totally, totally agree. And I think it's when you see that and you see the amount of people that are more getting involved and people that didn't even have, you know, they have different businesses, but no, they've realized how bad it is that they've decided to put their focus on educating people. It gives you hope for the future. So I think, yeah, you know, don't, don't listen to what we've said. We're just kind of giving you a few tips and tricks of what's going on. It's not all doom and gloom. There is hope there. There's plenty there. You can make a conscious decision. When you're buying the products, don't buy the products that are you know, unhealthy for you. Every single mm -hmm. choice that you make, every person that you connect with has an impact. You have a vote with every single thing you're doing. And I think that by doing that, that's how we'll spread. The ripple will, will, will go across the world. Absolutely. And we can see it. Look, we can see it happening. More and more people are waking up. More and more people are standing up for, for their rights. And it's, it's just, it's, it's growing and it's snowballing. And so I do feel um, very hopeful um, and positive about the future. And 
Uh, I think that's, again, that's very important because it's very important that we keep our vibration high and we balance out, yes, you know, we're sharing a lot of stuff which it may be uncomfortable for people and it's kind of quite sinister and it's not, you know, all butterflies and rainbows. But at the same time, we must also keep our own vibration high, look after ourselves, you know, like get good sleep, eat well, do things, you know, meditate, do breath work, do things that keep our vibration high because the more of us that have a high, as we know, everything is energy, frequency and vibration. So if we keep our own energetic vibration high, the more of us that do that, the more of a positive impact um, that has. So I think it's important that we, we balance, you know, we balance that out. Absolutely. Listen, it's been wonderful talking to you. So how can Likewise. people get in, how can people get in contact with you? Okay, so I have um so I have a, so for my health coaching I have my website which is just laurajanebolton.com um but I also have um Instagram is is kind of my public domain um for sharing about um health and truths on uh you know yeah i'd on. encourage people to connect with you on that because you post some brilliant stuff actually. yeah i post a lot in my stories because yeah. because stories is so easy and, and i follow so many amazing people who are sharing the latest of what's going on and who are sharing you know um great articles and memes and things like that so i share a lot in my you know in my stories and 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 more and more people are doing that now so uh, so yeah those are the those are the best ways Okay, perfect. Yeah, and I put them all in the podcast description. Yeah. Oh, and I also have a, just to mention, I have, I'm developing a, um, a digital course to help people, because normally I only do one-on-one work, but I'm developing a digital course to, which is 20 ways to feel better uh, in five minutes or less. So they're like 20 powerful tools that I've tried and tested that you can use to keep yourself um, you know, to minimize your stress, to keep yourself um, feeling good and to help to process the emotions that are, that are happening at the moment because it's super important that we all look after ourselves and we all do things to help us through this time because it's, it's, it is stressful and there's a lot, a lot going on. So, um, so yeah, I have, and, and all the details for that are in the bio of my Instagram. So that's kind okay. of probably the best, that's the best initial place probably for people to go. Okay, perfect. Listen, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> so that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We also have the speaking podcast, the meditation podcast on roycollin.com. Be sure to give us a five-star rating and we're on BitChute and YouTube and give us a thumbs up. Until next week, take care. This-